You're listening to Dead Air Podcast, part of splatterpictures.net. What's up, everybody? Wes Dinner Knife here with always. Typical Lydia. Today, we're going to be talking about the movie Sweatshop, 2009, directed by Stacey Davidson. Before that, we did get a question on the Facebook page. By the way, we're on Facebook. Want to check us out on Facebook? You just find us on Facebook. I don't even know how you do that. How do you do that? Search for Dead Air Podcast on Facebook. We got a question on Facebook. Ask me a very simple question. What was the earliest horror movie you ever remember watching? I have two answers for this. One that I definitely remember and one that was imparted to me. Uh, because when you're a kid, you don't remember shit. So mm-hmm. I, uh, my mom will tell me, and I guess anyone who asks, um, that the first film that I ever watched was uh, she was downstairs taping Warlock for my dad. Oh, I love that film. And she said that uh, I couldn't sleep, and so four-year-old me, or whatever, was wandering downstairs to the basement, and she let me watch it with her. I sat on her lap and I watched it. And she said she didn't know why she let me watch that movie, but uh, she did. And so that is it. It's Warlock. And uh, the horror movie that I remember the most when I was the youngest watching was probably Alien the first Alien movie, I think I watched that when I was pretty young, too. Uh, and so that's it. That's basically what started it all, I guess. I don't know. What about you, Lydia? The first horror film I remember watching, and I kept sneaking out of my room to watch more and more of it, because my mom had sent me to bed, and normally she'd rent films. She'd rent some for me and my sister to watch, and then later on she would have rented a sci-fi um, or a horror film for her and mostly for her because my dad didn't really like horror uh she was watching the entity and i kept Uh-oh. sneaking out and watching as much of it as i could until finally she was just like you might as well just come out here and sit and watch some of it in the minute that you have are scared or have questions and you can go to bed like wasn't that the typical parent stipulation when they let you watch a horror film was the second you got scared or put your hands in front of your face or got squirrely, you were done. And so even if you were scared, you had to, like, poker face. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Trying to watch The Exorcist with a poker face when you're, like, seven. Oh, my God. I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's so true. Because – and then it's it's almost two things, right? Because you you, want to finish watching this, but then – and I remember this distinctly. Uh, and my parents warning me that that uh, you won't, uh, we won't let you watch these types of movies. If they bother you, Wes, you can't watch these movies. And so it's like the next. What about the next one? I won't be able to watch the next one because you know parents they don't want you not being able to sleep because then they don't get sleep. They don't want you crying. They don't want you because they want to watch the movie too. They don't yeah. want you flipping out and and shit and feeling like bad parents for letting you watch. Oh, for sure. No. Yeah, totally. So, because if you're like, oh yeah, I let. I, I let Lydia watch Entity. I let Wes watch Warlock. And other people are like, oh, you let them watch those movies? It's like, oh, he's fine. He's too, he didn't bother him at all. Yeah. He didn't bother her at all. So so then they're like, oh, okay, well, I guess if it doesn't bother him, then then they don't feel like bad parents or something like that. Not that you should feel like a bad parent mm-hmm. uh, at all. I, I mean, these are the things that kids like to be scared. And I'm speaking as a kid. No, they need to have different questions to ask of the world as well. And that poses yeah. some really, really great yeah. ones. Yeah. About existence, death, and even what does scare you, what those limits are. And yeah. even to the small thing of, like, what is hiding in the dark under your bed? Is there yeah. a monster in your closet? And I think that I got over the fear of imaginary things as a kid a lot easier because I would – the things that would scare me, I would manifest in my mind, um, like, Ghost in the Machine when I was really young. So I was like, oh, what if, like, a ghost – comes to the bed. It's like, that's not real. That's a movie. Yeah. So the second you start associating things that you're uh, scared of, of as a movie you watched, you can start... I, I found it really helpful because I wouldn't be imagining 
real things. I'd be imagining shit that I saw in a movie. And so I could just tell myself, oh, that's just a movie. That's a movie. Those are actors. This is special effects. And so I think I got over the monster in my closet and under my bed very quickly because I don't think my parents never really told me that I had hangups like that. Yeah, no, I didn't um, have hangups like that either. And, and, and I think, it, but I did watch horror movies and I, and I, I don't remember a time where I didn't know that it was a movie. I think that was reaffirmed many times. Yeah. Same with my parents. That, that they would which, definitely, or they would explain effects away and yeah. not with just, Oh, it's ketchup. No, they'd be like, no, that's fake blood. And that what yeah. they've probably done is had like a rubber piece over it or that yeah. knife retracts, honey. It's like yeah. the knife goes in and like, it's not hurting. So like, they, yeah, they'd explain effects away. Um, Let your kids watch horror movies. It's fun. And uh, keep your questions coming. Don't be shy. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. We're on iTunes now. So And Stitcher. And Stitcher. So I'm pretty excited about that. So if, if iTunes is how you like to listen to your podcasts, we're right there. Yeah, leave a review. You can leave a review on Stitcher, a thumbs up, or give us stars on iTunes. That'd be super helpful. Help mm-hmm. uh, spread the word before it was cool. So today we're going to be talking about the sweatshop. Uh, like I said, it's... Eventually. Eventually. It's a, it's a 2009 uh, horror film. Um, the, the history with this film with me is that years ago I wanted to do it. I saw a trailer for it when it was t- like, I, it is, it had just kind of come out on home video or a uh, DVD. Home video. Home vi- <laughs> I'm sorry. Cause you're 86. Yes. <laughs> you rented on Laserdisc, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, my old, I got it on old VHS. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It came <laughs> Came out on DVD. Mm-hmm. Home video. Shut up. <laughs> I am um, I'm still in the pile of my life. Um, and I really wanted to do it. I saw the trailer. It seemed right up my alley. I was like, oh, yeah, like 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 hot raver girls and a, and a dude with, like, some kind of a big hammer. I'm in. Yeah, And totally. it just never happened. It never happened. And I don't have a reason that it didn't happen. I could get the movie at any time. We live in a world in which it's at my fucking fingertips. It's on Netflix now. Completely available. Well, today it's happening. Mm-hmm. And man, did it happen. We went into this movie, neither one of us, neither one of us seeing it before. Um, I read very little about it. Yeah, same here. I, I rewatched the trailer and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember wanting to see this. And wow. I had gone into it with even less information because I hadn't watched the trailer, but I'd already decided that it was probably going to be what I'd called the the cock rock of horror films. And it's a whole genre in my mind that I've made up. If people go yeah cock rock. Now for those cock rock of horror films. For the uninitiated, what is what is a cock rock? Everyone should know what cock rock is. But it's basically you take those bands that are named after a city and marry them to those who will shred or play hot licks. Okay. And their bastard children are the band members of Cock Rock. Really? Yeah. They play it on the radio all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. like, radio rock? Yeah. You usually, like, tear away in your muscle car with your wind or your hair blowing in the wind oh. to Cock Rock. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so this is what you were expecting with this film. Mm-hmm. The Cock Rock of horror films and it's not just this particular film that made me think that there's many films out there that i'm just like oh this is going to be the the cock rock of horror mm-hmm. um it's 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 a step above the mullet rock of horror okay yeah right. <laughs> like mount top motel massacre that's probably a good oh uh, yeah yeah okay it's like the mullet rock of horror um <laughs> but on the other hand i was excited and I'll always be excited and I'll always be a sucker for this. I want to see a good horror film in a rave setting. Yeah. We want to go into it. I always want to go into everything, uh, into everything with like the best, my best foot forward and just be like, yeah, yeah, let's watch this. Yeah. Man. Like, I'm just going to say that it has, it definitely has its moments. I like a lot of it, but just every couple of minutes. I was reminded that this movie was written bad. It was, and there wasn't enough story at all for it to be compelling for the amount of exposition that they were putting in in the beginning that was really exposition of nothing. Right. Yeah. It, it, basically, the the interjecting goth drama into, <laughs> into uh, 
these characters. So what ends up happening is, is essentially this movie starts off with a bunch of young people, 20 somethings or whatever, like, what would you call them? Like, like ravers, but like punk or cyber goths? Or... There was a mix, and at the end of the day, they're all supposed to be this cohesive unit of promoters. They're they're yeah. a, a promotion troupe of one form or another, or just a bunch of scraggly near do wells that have <laughs> somehow collided in the club scene. Yeah, for for no fucking apparent reason. But they apparently tour, so they they are a touring rave promotion gig. Yeah. Of some sort. Yeah. They you, they find a location, they set up, they and and you show up. You show up for a rave and the lights are done and the music's ready and 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 they find the venues and Like a very typical rave promotion. Yeah, how it goes, yeah. Yeah. Except they're very atypical in that there are maybe what, six of them, seven of them? They don't get along. They don't seem to really know each other very well. They have no real backstories. Really, they they have very little. Someone pushes a broom around. I remember that much, um, or they say they do. Yeah, we don't really know, and they don't seem to know each other very well. They seem to just suck each other's dicks and a stuff lot, like that. There's a lot of dick sucking. There's a lot of dick sucking and a lot of dick sucking jokes. A lot of reference to dick sucking. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of um, ta da! A blowjob. There are some blowjobs. Yeah, now, it's funny because it does seem. Uh, uh, Stacy Davidson directed this and produced it and was one of the writers on it. Um, well, I, I will say that most of the, like, the characters and the direction and everything seem like it, the, you can very much see that very few hands were in creation and final production and, and final presentation. Yeah. So within that, a lot of the characters kind of sound the same. A lot of characters seem to kind of have the same shit going on. Like, again, like, like a lot of characters being obsessed with blowjobs, a lot of, like, one dude that doesn't seem to, like, come. We're spending a lot of time with that information. And, and, and you're probably sitting here listening. Why are they, why are they talking about the blowjobs and a guy having an aversion to come? Because they fucking dedicate so much goddamn time explaining that. And doing that, that I can't talk about this movie and not talk about it. Because that's all there is. It's really... The that's first, all we know about these people. The first 40 <laughs> minutes of this movie yeah, what, uh, is, is introducing these characters, having them kind of set up shit, argue with each other, and then explain their individual philosophies on giving head. Like, I don't... <laughs> And when you're saying they kind of set up, that was more aggravating than having to listen to them talk about blowjobs all the time. Not that there's anything wrong with blowjobs, but to listen to people talk about it and make fun of it in a really, really immature manner. That's the thing. And then not be setting up for this rave that I'm really looking forward to. I don't know about them, but I'm really looking forward to this rave that they're supposed to be throwing. They tell you a thousand people are showing up to. There's one to be... Thousand, a thousand kids are waiting to get in. Waiting to get in. Yeah. We guys got we got a set up. And they show up at like eleven o'clock at night and The venue is a wreck. They've never been in this building before, never I don't been think. In it before. Yeah. Scary, of course, obviously. But I mean yeah. it's beyond scary. It's it's a it's a hazard. Someone is going to get dead probably just through misadventure if they if it wouldn't have been a horror film. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, oh <laughs> we skipped over the very beginning. Yeah. The pre credit sequence, but um, there's, there, so it starts off with, with a woman and she's naked and she gets killed and it's, it's awful. She gets turned into a ghoul of some kind. A cop shows up, kills that ghoul, and then like, zoinks, let's get the heck out of here. And he leaves and that's it. If you have a police officer show up to this warehouse See a naked woman rushing at him with lethal intent. Kill her dead. Kills her, and he just leaves. I don't even understand what the fuck is going on. Nope, not at all. Like, what the fuck was that for? Why do you not need to... And here's the other thing. Why are the people turning into... I'm sorry if I'm being schizophrenic. No, it's fine, because this is how this film starts. (laughs) Yeah. But it's... it's, um, 
So the main killer, the 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 premier killer, he's on the box. So we don't really have a name for him because no. he's not given a name, and they don't identify with him or really talk about him, and they don't really say. They never go to one another and say like, "Oh my God, this is giant guy with this big hammer anvil thing," and I don't know what's going on. Can we call him Hammer Time. No. Anvil man. Anvil man. No, that's it's good, but it's not good. It's not that. He's good. got a. He's got a. It's he, horrible. He's got a. He's got a welder's mask on. Can he, <laughs> can he be Mister Welder? Weldy overalls. Weldy overalls. No. <laughs> I can tell you what he is. He he's a big fucking giant hoss of a man, and and does not look like he can run very well. Uh, like, when people were running away from him, I was like, fuck, man. Like, I'm guessing it, it could be, like, bear philosophy. You can just run downhill. Like, he, he'd probably just tumble down. He can't, can't get away from you. Uh, or he can't get after you. But, uh, so that's the main killer. He seems to be in charge of the operation of some kind. But there's also, he's got, like, like, for lack of a better, like, ghouls, it's almost like the, like, if he were Dracula and they were his bride. Yeah, like Lady Ghoul Manufacturer. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing and I don't know why they're ghouls either. Like, we haven't yeah. figured that out and they don't really say yeah. or they're, show. They're gray-skinned. They have... Their teeth are messed up. Messed up, fang, drooling, blood teeth. And they seem, you seem to be able to shoot them, but if you pop them in the head like zombies, they'll die. But... I mean, that cop at the beginning of the movie unloads his entire clip into that one woman, and the last one goes into her head, and that's what drops her. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and for the most part, they they just, I don't know. Like they, they, they have no real habitat or any habits, right, to watch. So they don't have any cohesive thing that you're like, oh, okay, uh, they're because of infection. They give no real clue to infection other than that weird bottle of stuff. Um, but that does isn't even linked to the zombies, so it's probably just motor oil yeah. or something. Like I don't know what that would be. Cat. Yeah, it's <laughs> like spare battery acid. Yeah, just kicking around. Something. It's not linked to the 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 zombie type creature people. Um, yeah, I don't think it's an evolution thing. I don't think that these are his spawn because they don't say that he doesn't treat. Yeah. He seems to ignore them, and they seem to yeah. ignore him entirely. Yeah, totally different entities. Um, I wish he was like Dracula. I really do. But he's not. No, he's not. He really, like, and... and, and he's sort of like Pyramid Head, in a way. Uh, the welder face guy, he has what I guess you identified as an anvil. It looked just like a garbage hammer to me. Just... <laughs> a garbage hammer. That's what I had thought at first, but then there was this, a couple points where he sits it down, and I, I swear that it is a, it's an anvil somehow welded to a giant stick. Yeah, and yeah. so he's he. It's a, that's his main weapon. Although he uses a bunch of different things. Yeah, to, whatever's to, laying around to kill people. And I will say a positive about this. I don't know. I'm kind of shitting in its mouth, but like, um, the positive about this movie is I really did like the kills. They're super gory. Um, when we finally, finally get fine. to the first one, beyond the chick getting shot to death. Yeah. Um, and beyond. The the kills are awesome once they start happening. Yeah. 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 And, and the final blows are awesome. Oh, the final blows, it, it's like fucking fatality. Like, yeah. holy shit. And that's really what this movie has going for it. I mean, you can look at it from a sense of, oh, yeah, there, there's pretty alt girls hanging around and they're dancing and you get to see a few of them naked and that's cool. Oh, yeah. Great. Skull pasties, nudie there. She's very, very cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's lots of there's lots of that if that's what you're into. But uh, but that wasn't even holding it because the script was so awkward. I felt when certain characters were delivering their life, not everybody, some people were serviceable. Some people did okay. Mm-hmm. But other people were so fucking terrible at yeah. their roles. The delivery was no good and even to the point where you know what you can put up with a certain amount of non-acting. Yeah, absolutely. Um you can put up with a certain amount of of bad dialogue. Yeah. As long as by the time they're it's their time to shine, you know when someone's coming at them with an anvil hammer, they better run and scream at the very least. Yeah. When you can't accomplish that, I mean, I don't know who's at fault anymore. It's really strange. And as I was saying to you when we were watching it, I was like, I like 
how this movie is shot. Mm-hmm. I like the lighting. I like the special effects. Um, some of the lines are pretty funny. Yeah, Some yeah. There's a lot of real laugh out loud, and it's not always like you'd think from from the way the picture we're painting that we are laughing at serious scenes, we're laughing at um, attempts at, at good dialogue, but no, we were laughing at actually genuinely funny things that were yeah. written in. There was a lot of just ludicrous, yeah. uh, very trauma uh, influenced bits. And I was wondering if that's what it was, because uh, but it almost here's the thing, trauma when they make their films. It's very obviously supposed to be over the top and funny. Oh yeah, there's a lot of really awesome setups for I, great weird lines and stuff. And I about. feel like Sweatshop, on the other hand, was ironically too serious mm-hmm. to really be full trauma. <laughs> they sort of gave it up too um, within the first third. I didn't get that trauma. There was only a few lines. Um, but at the beginning I was sort of like within the first, maybe 20 minutes, I had my fingers crossed almost like, okay, maybe this, I, I knew going in, I'll, this prayer will never be answered that it also a genuinely scary, gory, horrific rave horror that I can really get sucked into yeah. in full believability mode and be scared. Um, and I'd given that up pretty quickly, but then I was like, oh, well, maybe this will be, yeah. Um, Return to Newcomb High. Maybe this will be yeah. a whole new. Um, oh, what is that one where it's like clown party? That trauma clown party one. Uh, I love that film so much. Oh, the name is escaping me. Me too, entirely. Embarrassing. Yeah, happens. But anyway, uh, I really thought that it was going to be an amazing trauma ask sort of. Oh, what is that other one? The guys that did Chrome Skull, Father's Day. With Father's Day, yeah. Yeah. I thought that that's where we were going. Great movie. Oh, I fucking love Father's Day. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what film that we should talk about? What's that? Long Pigs. All right. Have you seen it? No. Hmm. Anyway. (laughs) In. All right. That's how easy. That's how easy it is. So we should do this. I just slip it in there and you're all like, yeah, sure. I'll take it. I'll take it. Because you're gentle. Yeah. Ew. (laughs) At least you have legs. At least I have, like, that's a... There's some fucking weird scenes in this movie. First of all, when that when Weldy face, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Weldy overalls, you mean? Weldy overalls. When Weldy overalls face hits people with that hammer. That fucks them up. But one, he like smashes one of these women's legs, and she's bent over a table. A drunk guy later shows up and tries to have sex with her. With her half of her, because yeah, she had been laying on a table, almost like a like a medical slab, and then he smashed that the leg end of the table off. Yeah. So it would be like she was bent over it. Yeah. At that rate, which and is we- just such a mess, such a mess of a human being left over, and and the actual drunky overalls, the other gigantic guy who wasn't a killer, comes to have sex with that. Yeah, I was watching the scene, and and I, I was. Just thinking to myself, please don't, don't go here. I don't want this to go here. We're kind of, we're having fun. Like, pretty. Yeah, it was too fun of a film at that point, and there was nothing to be taken seriously. And then all of a sudden, they got to this thing that could be taken really seriously and done in a really horrific manner. Dark place. But it was just hokey, and it was like. But he couldn't get it up. He was too drunk. That was, thank God, because that was even funnier. Especially when it like, sometimes happens to a man when he drinks beer. <laughs> <laughs> so almost adorable. Yeah. yeah it. Uh, so that happened. Again, there's these weird beats in the movie. Well, like when uh, my favorite girl, that lolly girl, when she starts puking blood because of the the X beer, the, the that that fun device that happened. Wait, lo- lolly was the was the red hair with the the shaved. Oh, stuff. I thought that she was. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Who was the the lady? Is she the one with one name? She was. Yeah. Um, but I do remember you liking her because she was so. Um, I just thought she was like this this weird Wednesday Adams Harley Quinn baby firefly mashup and I was like, "Ooh, I like you. You're mouthy and weird and giggly." And it, and the thing that I did dig about um the actress making those choices was the fact that she never 
wasn't dancing. Like, she was always kind of yeah. moving and... And she didn't... It's almost like she didn't need a backstory because you're like, someone who's got so much dreads and extensions hanging off their head and is obviously messed up on some sort of party drugs uh, for life or is just naturally a party drug, mm. um, she doesn't need a backstory because she's fine. She can just yeah. dance around in the corner and giggle and be sweet. And whatever. She doesn't need a backstory. Miko I dug her. Miko was her name. Miko. Miko, played by Julene? Julene. Julene. Um, yeah, so that's one one name character, one name actress. Cool. Now, when she's getting ill, that's another, like, there's a few things where they try things. It's almost like they would experiment with these beats. And I'd want them to be like, oh, okay, go with that. You know, okay, you're going you're gonna to do a rave thing okay you're failing at that now you're gonna do like this trauma humor with some really cool uh argento influenced light stuff okay we're gonna do do this no it's not you're not doing that okay i was almost into that and then okay you're gonna do crazy crazy gore and wow yeah there was some really really crazy gore but not quite enough for it to be like a crazy gore film and then when the girl started puking i was like please be Please puke everywhere. By the way, this puking thing was a result of one of the most ridiculous scenes. One of the women uh, is... Well, we find out that two of the women are prostitutes and one of the women is a pimp. Basically, Basically. yeah. It, it seen, and it's all in the really in the level of goth drama still it's very, at this point. It's very goth yeah. drama. Basically, people sleeping with other people. Yeah. One of them tries to get revenge by she sniffs some kind of chemical or I don't know what it is. I think you describe it when the scene is beginning as shoo, she's found some potions. She found some potions. <laughs> yeah. And because she's and, all she's all like depresso on her own, listening to music and being sad about this drama that's going on with her and so her friends. She takes a beer, opens it, and <laughs> she's like the most conspicuous thing i've ever seen in my life she like looks around like oh totally cash like oh i'm not doing anything i'm not pouring this whole beer out onto the floor you guys and then and then she takes this chemical pours it in the beer and is like doing like super villain like shifty eyes like it's like saturday morning cartoon levels of acting yep to do this like to pull this caper. <laughs> the caper at this point. Because only because she's looking one way and the other. She's all hunched over. There's no one around for miles. But yeah. she's all like, someone might see me poisoning the beer. And then she writes like an X on it. And then she puts, she somehow seals the cap back on the beer. Brute force. Brute force. Mm-hmm. Her, her tiny waif like arms just wrench that thing on there. And then, and then this beer becomes. It becomes like a who's going to drink it. Yes, it's a device. It's a, it's a device. And it's fucked up because so many characters get that beer and it gets knocked away. And then it always just miraculously ends up back in the cooler. Got a big X on it. Yeah. And then the it- X actually changes. She oh. writes it with like a black sharpie. And she does kind of a crummy job. Sort of the amount of job I would do writing a shitty X on a poison beer. <laughs> and then... Later on, it's sort of like a faded blue done with like a felt, like a thicker felt tip, almost like a, a larger wedge-shaped mm. Sharpie, and but in blue and faded. So you, you could probably had been in the cooler, in and out of the cooler. But the X, the, the length of the X was smaller. And then later on, it was even a more different X. I noticed this because I paid a lot of attention to this beer. How could you not? They kept... They kept reminding you every five minutes that someone else was going to grab this beer, not drink it, and yeah. it gets knocked around. And I don't know. Which is awesome because this girl is not a villain. She is not no. part of the threat. She is not giant, you know, she's hammer mad. man. For, for lack of a better expression, she's just pissed off at the moment. Yeah. And here's the thing. That beer does some serious damage yeah. to the woman that eventually drinks it. Yeah. She looks fucked up. Like, oh, it ruins her. It takes a it takes a few seconds to the point that you're like, oh, maybe that what? And then they they kind of do a, a little bit of a bait and switch. They'd make you think someone else had drank it when in reality this other person, and she just vomits blood. And 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 the guy is just like, oh, I gotta get you to a hospital. I'm like, yeah, you do. And I was like, what was this woman thinking? Putting that, making someone drink that. 
She's fucking crazy is what she was thinking. She's fucking crazy. And I think it probably was battery acid because that's the reaction that had happened. And you think if you're chugging this, whatever it was could have definitely become just this bullet of poison that she downed first and then continued chugging the beer that sort of basically pushed it down and, and protected her throat so she didn't notice whatever Drano it was that she was drinking. I know. And then, wow, did it hit her. And she just puking blood up, but don't worry, because she, she's going to get fucking murked by that goddamn welder face guy. Weldy overalls. Weldy overalls. He's credited as the Beast. The Beast. The Beast. Oh, maybe Weldy overalls is a better name. I, I know, the Beast is so generic, and he's not very beast-like. He looks like a big... He has some fur on his back. They probably stapled it on there to keep it still. He's wearing, well, I feel like he's wearing, like, rags. He's wearing some rags, and he's wearing a welder's mask. And he's he doesn't weld anyone. I got excited when I, like, welder's mask? Yeah, okay, where would you go with a villain that's, like, this big, giant, unstoppable beast, if you will, with a welder's mask on? I'm like, if he has an oxyacetylene torch and he's just going to start fucking welding flesh, I'll be stoked, because that sounds horrible. It does. I wish that happened. But it was it not good enough that he basically manhandled and ripped people apart with his bare hands and and then or hammered somebody and it just becomes <laughs> it's, it's, it's like someone just like threw a bucket of blood yeah if you've ever experienced the joy of cooking in your home and own a potato ricer then you'll have an idea wow some people just I, like and honestly by when when they're doing the obligatory we're discovering all the bodies part of the film. Uh, the only way that you can identify who is who is by, is by like the color. It's a manic panic coding system for dead goth. It is. <laughs> this is how you identify dead goths. So You're this like. This is the one with the green hair. This yeah. is the one with the red hair. This is, uh, you know, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, there are levels to this movie that I think are really great. But I think that there's parts that just keep it from being really good. I think that there's some good ideas. I think that it might have worked. I just don't think that it was fully executed. And I don't know who's to blame. I don't really know. Yeah. I don't know if it's the writing. I don't know if it's the acting. And I, it was, like I said, or it could just be um, a marriage of those with lack of direction. Yeah. 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 And, and again, like it was really bothering me that there was two types of monsters. Like I didn't... If you have the welder... Two type, types of monsters, then you include poison beer. Poison beer. But if you have the welder, or you have the ghouls that are somehow people that this guy has captured and brought back, yeah. it's not clear. And you don't no. need both. Like, there was no explanation. And that drove me insane yeah it would have been a lot fun a lot more fun for somebody to figure it out because the um the one the dj character he had figured out the prostitution ring all of a sudden yeah the the dj guy was cool he i think he 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 was a he was a good actor he delivered his scenes well there was some believability to what he was saying oh totally and Um, he had one of the cooler deaths too he did have one of the cooler deaths a really great practical effect i loved it yeah Um, yeah, the effects were really, really good. Yeah, like, I can't, like, honestly, this what this movie has going for it is the special effects. L- yeah. Really. The very first kill had some things, some elements to it, which I'm not going to give away at all, because it's really, really fun. It's really, really, really fun to watch it this way, actually. But it left me wanting the very first kill, but then subsequent kills... Got better. Got a lot better. Yeah, I they did. And, and here's the thing, like, they spend no, they spend no time explaining what these monsters are, mm-hmm. explaining what the hell's going on. Most of the characters only even discover something's wrong when they're on the verge of death, which is a, a trope. That happens yeah, in that's horror. Yeah, that's fun, too. But yeah. like, not even the audience really understands what's going on, And but yet you're spending all this time with exposition on inter-goth drama that I don't... That's irrelevant to Yeah, wait, I think too much time elapsed at the very, very beginning, considering the payoff, because there is payoff. By the point that kills start ramping up and increasing in tempo, we've already spent 30 minutes of absolutely nothing. And we have, we're taking nothing into these kills. We don't 
None of these people care about them. We don't know who the monsters are. We know there's two of them, two different groups of monsters, but we don't know anything about them or how they relate to this group or anything like that. Yeah. At this point, we're not even that worried about anything else but waiting for the first real kill or making jokes about these thousands of kids that are about to show up at this rave. Who do? At the end, kids are there. There's ravers. Yeah. I don't know how All they, of a sudden. I don't know how they got into the building. I don't know. Who's playing the music? Who's playing the music? The, everyone at that point. Yeah, is, the DJ's dead. The DJ's the dead. The door people, the back door security person is who eventually stumbles upon the rave that is happening, which is very strange because it's yeah. her rave. It's her rave. Yeah. And, uh. No one seems to know her. No one seems to be, like, know, know her, really care that she seems to be injured. Yeah. Um, and that everyone else is missing and no one left them in. Yeah. Yeah. There's a pretty great scene, I felt, when she encounters two of the male characters are still alive. Mmm. Uh, I love that scene. Tied to the table. Yeah. But, and then it basically has, like, these two guys confessing to each other some some shit that they had done. And it was funny. And they almost, it's almost like they're having to one-up another, one another all of a sudden to, to make it out of this alive. Yeah. For yeah. some reason, even though that's not really communicated. No, it's weird because, because are, did they convince that killer not to kill him? Why is he killing them? And, and <laughs> like, like, I, don't, I don't understand the methodology of the character. I don't understand where they were going with any of it. Like, I don't understand what that, like, is his motivation he just kills people? And if that's true... Why does he kill people in such different ways? Why does he torture some, instantly kill others? Why, like, it seems... Yeah, why does he pulverize some, then toy with others? Yeah. Why does he... Um, he doesn't even have a preference for who or where, just whoever he stumbles upon. Yeah. Just like, oh, yeah, I I, kill I, fucker, yeah. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like they were trying to do... Like, they were trying to combine... Like Jason Voorhees with Jigsaw in a way, like they're just mm-hmm. like, or or like maybe like the Texas Chainsaw remake, something more like that. You know, like the Texas Chainsaw remake, they kind of made it, they kind of sawified Leatherface a little bit more, and he was like like killing people slower and, and, yeah. and torturing more. It wasn't just kind of like the first Texas Chainsaw. He just, he just kills people like instantaneously. Yeah, and it wasn't even quite like Otis Firefly levels of display. No, it either. Wasn't. No, because like even that was more grandiose. Oh, for this, sure. This like I think this was weird. It was like I can't. I don't understand what your killer's motivations to be. And it seems like even in his creation, there's no rhyme or reason with how he looks. There's no rhyme or reason with how or why he's killing people in certain ways and not others. Why is he tying some people to tables and slowly torturing them, letting them live, walking away, killing other people? Why is he turning one of them into, like, why is he crucifying one? Like, mm-hmm. you know, what's the point? Why is he severing penises? <laughs> um, it's so dick-centric. It's fucking weird. Yeah, it is super dick-centric. And, and not that I, not that I don't enjoy it. Because it is another thing that makes this film fun. Because it is funny. It the is funny the dick centricness, the constant blowjob jokes, the unmanning, and or I guess it's called emasculating. Em- emasculation. Yeah, all of that rampant dick is just as funny as poison beer. It, yeah, it is pretty funny. Um, and like, and like, I was legitimately laughing at things when we were making sarcastic comments, you know, oh, we had a lot of fun. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. Like watching this movie, it was definitely one of those movies that I was, it's a teasing, egging on as I was watching it, which is, which is an experience of itself. I think what, I think one of the main problems that I had is that time by the time, and it wasn't that. Oh, I'm sad because Wes is bored. <laughs> there was like that basically 20 minute gap of nothing. If that would have been filled with some kills, they could have like closed that gap entirely. I'd have rather known nothing about these people instead of absolutely nothing about these people. I would have been able to do without a lot of these dick jokes. I would have been able to do without them not setting up for this rave. I'd have much rather the, the kills start before they even had a chance to not set up for their rave. I'd rather the kills start before they had a chance to not explain who they are at all to us. I'd rather the kills start before we had 20 minutes used not explaining the killers. Yeah. So, yeah. It's that 20-minute it's that gap where if 
something would have happened or just close that gap entirely. Make it a shorter film if you really need to. Yeah. If it would have ramped up, it would have been a hell of a lot of fun because we would have been taken on this ride, so to speak, yeah. by totally unknown killers with totally unknown people, which yeah. could have been fun in its own. Yeah. You never question it. You don't care because you're like, he's a killer. Yeah, he's a killer. That's yeah. that's all you need. And, and and that's the thing. I'm not – there's tons of horror movies that I've seen where the killer is not explained. Um, but the killer always acts in one way. There's a consistency with those killers. And so you can figure out his motivations. Why do we show a cop at the beginning of the movie and then that's it? No cops show up. No cop shows up. He, like even if even if he he's like well that was the only crazy person in here he killed somebody yeah he definitely killed somebody and I don't know if it was the ghouls or um, Weldy overalls that kills that initial girl or why or what she's doing there or if that's the girl that's in the video that they're showing that's, but that's her so hair she, was she, different she was but she still had the the skinny puppy tattoo uh, on yeah I, I forgot about the skinny how could I forget about the skinny puppy tattoo that's the first thing you mentioned that was my I was stoked on life and I saw it I was like this is gonna rock. I'm going to fucking love every minute of this. No. Yeah, no. It was torn away from me um, pretty quickly. But I, I was pretty excited. The, between the skinny puppy tattoo and whatever song was playing during the, the, the final rave party scene, mm-hmm. those, those were the a little – that saved it a little bit for me. <laughs> so it did. the fact that one of the actresses just so happened to have a skinny puppy tattoo yeah. was good for you. Right. And that song wasn't bad because there was all all the music in the entire film. I was like, this is not what I would listen to at a rave, or like I, I'm I'm not saying a rave because raves aren't aren't technically my thing, but I'd say an industrial club. Mm-hmm. Um, those are not songs I would listen to setting up for anything like that, or even getting prepared to go to um, a venue as such, or be listening to at the venue. Until that very last song, and I was like, this one actually fits. But you had pointed out, of course, they're really at the whim of what music they have available. They just can't yeah, grab they can't, their, like yeah. some old front for two. You know, they can't just throw that on. Yeah. But it would have helped. It would have helped. Um, and again, I, I though, I just keep going back to the certain actors. The guy with the mohawk. Um, <laughs> droopy mohawk. Dro- droopy mohawk. Uh, yeah. It's up. It's down. It's up. Down. When he's not happy, the the Mohawk droops. It's true, but I don't think it was an intentional thing. But yeah, yeah that's what happens. Yeah, he's like he's like punk breakdancing. Uh. Sad, my Mohawk's droopy. Um, oh, a girl, boink, boink, it's up. <laughs> yeah, we've all been there. And, but I will say, when I started, when we started the movie, the first 20, 30 minutes or whatever, and that guy's got a lot of dialogue, and none of it's good. No, not it's, one line of it. It's so fucking awkward. And I'm almost getting the sense that he didn't even like what he was saying because there was nothing behind it. No. And, and it's not even like they they could have given him some real stingers. He could have been evil ed. He could have been evil ed from Fright Night. Yeah, yeah. Totally. But no. It because just wasn't it, used. Because they gave him the look of the dude that would be like the hardest, right? Yeah. But he's going to be some stiffler. He's going to be stiffler, evil Ed kind of thing. That's what yeah. I would have done with that guy. Yeah, that would have been cool. But no, you don't get that. Like you just get like this barely cohesive dude that has an aversion to come. That's what we know about him. Yeah, and and he's and, and but like it's funny because it is kind of a running gag mm-hmm. because that girl gives him the blowjob and one wants to kiss him and then he's <laughs> hiding away from it and then. At the end, they have this great big revelation. It's yeah. amazing, actually. He has a breakdown. Yeah. yeah, he gets a big old severed dick in his mouth. Yep. And aside from talking about all this time talking about blowjobs, how much he hates cum and stuff like that, he has a, a, a huge tearful conversation before getting a dick shoved in his mouth. It's true. Or not even shoved in his mouth, barbed wired to his mouth. It's like a ball gag. Yeah. Do you think that it was not a dick but balls and that was the joke? It's a ball gag? Maybe. It was hard to tell. It was hard like, to tell. Like the, the, the two dicks I thought that fell out of that sock, I'm not sure what they were. But it looked like two dicks. But then we're like, well, what what did he take? The guy's one dick and chop it in half? Did he find another guy that had a dick and he put the two dicks? There's one his dick maybe. And he's got the other guy's dick. Or is it a dick and balls? Or is it just balls? I don't know. I can't even tell. 
you know, like it, all the all the sex jokes and the yeah. blowjob stuff, and it, it's just for some reason it sometimes works. Like we talk about Father's Day, Father's Day has tons of dick references. Oh and, my god! And sex and all this kind of weird stuff that going on, and it just click click bang bang. It just works. Oh yeah, and time. there's all kinds of really violent dick gore. Oh yeah, yeah. But this time, I just kept getting a sense that people thought that this was funnier than it was. Because those weren't the moments that I was laughing at. I was laughing at um, a couple of lines here and there that were kind of funny. Or I was laughing at the overacting of some people. Mm -hmm. But like the... Because it was weird. There was no consistency with the acting either. Sometimes people would seem like awkward, like shy almost. Like they're just kind of like... Oh, I'm making a movie. Don't really know these people. <laughs> just deliver my lines and then just stand here. And, and then every so often, certain characters have scenes where they're they're like, oh yeah, they're over I, the top, I'm really dialed in. I'm really charismatic, and I really like this type of stuff. That's probably why I thought I could be an actor. Here's one moment where I actually kind of let loose and act this way, but then it just seems so strange. The only one that seems consistent is that one, um, the DJ. He seems really consistent. The what ends up being the final girl, uh, Charlie, I think was her name, and the that girl with the big wig, like with the with the big extensions. And stuff yeah, like only was, because she didn't have much to say. Yeah, they didn't really give her a lot to do. But the actors where they gave them the most to do were the most lines to say. It was just so weird. Yeah, so, it's like it fell apart the more. Yeah, the more load they had to bear. Yeah, that's a kind of a pain because they weren't the most interesting characters either the most interesting characters had the least amount of lines and the least amount of screen time yeah and maybe we only think they're interesting because they didn't have a kind of an opportunity to fail us that's what i worry about that's what i worry about yeah hmm i just really wish that a little bit more time you have a, you you have an hour and a half yeah an hour and a half long movie you have enough time to establish something in the ter- in in those sense of lore, you were creating you were creating a movie with lore. You have ghouls, you have this warehouse, you have this very specific character killer that you're referring to as the Beast, but you did nothing with it. And like it would have been a lot easier just to delete that that lag time, that twenty minutes or so between the first scene with the cop killing the the scared naked girl, yeah, and them beginning to die basically you could have had a scene of them walking in and cut straight to some of the first kills because at that point you'd have us on shock factor at least we'd just be like oh a girl died here all these guys are in here oh my god they're getting dead and and the kills are really good oh yeah they're great they're really good like i and and i'm almost just like fuck i just want these kills to be in a better movie like i just because this would make it a, a fucking instant classic for me this would like the, the 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 quality of the kills were so good that if this was if they were attached to a better movie this could have slipped into my top 10 mm-hmm. like but just in terms of like wow i love the gore and isn't this fun and and look what they did on such a like small budget and it's not that big of a film and yada, yeah yeah that would have been cool but no it's just like that first half hour 20 minutes you're right like it's just so rough yeah and to go into like well, how we we rip a little bit on the acting, but it's not necessarily the acting alone because there are like the lines they're delivering just don't work. Yeah, and oh, for sure. The look, the look of them, and the costume design is fine. I think. Oh and yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I think that their attachment to their characters was fine. I think yeah. that the whole the setting and what minimal direction seemed to be okay. So it's really hard to pinpoint what exactly went wrong in that delivery. Yeah. It's just really, really it's hard. Awkward. And maybe you're yeah. right. Maybe maybe I'm being really unfair to the actors. An actor works with what they're given. Yeah. And yeah. if they're given a script that has a, a dude that's got to say, come goes on girls or in girls. <laughs> that's an amazing no line. Me and, and, or, or, or somebody else in the rules of the perfect blowjob. I'm just like, why? Are we talking about this? What is going on here? Yeah. I've never in my life seen a movie talk so much about dick sucking. No, me neither ever at all. And I mean, I could probably name films that 
do have a lot of constant dick suck jokes or just dick jokes in general. A lot of them are those like comedy films yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. And even those look at, pale look, in comparison. Yeah, like a Judd Apatow movie or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they pale in comparison to the amount of fucking fellatio jokes, um, cum jokes, things about people fucking one another, yeah. people constantly wanting blowjobs from one another or joking about wanting blowjobs or accusing the other of wanting a blowjob or just having a blowjob or just giving a blowjob. Yeah. It's like all they do blowjobs constantly Holy it's very strange <laughs> it's very strange yeah. and it's not even and almost like with that explanation you think it sounds kind of interesting but it's not no like, like that's the thing i was like i'm wondering if in good conscience i could say yeah yeah check out sweatshop but i don't know i like the kills yeah it depends on for what reason you would be recommending this film to people like, if somebody's like, I want to see a film where a guy has a giant hammer and he just, like, pulverizes people, you'd be yeah. like, shit balls. You know, I'll say... I got a movie for you. I like the ending, too. Mm-hmm. See, like, that's what I'm That's what I'm saying. Like The last half of the film isn't really that bad. The last yes. half of the film is actually pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. It really... It really Are is. we jaded by the beginning? Is that what's happening? Maybe. I'm really, like, I keep, I keep going back to this, like, that 20-minute leg area yeah. and... I think that without it, it would have been super fun. Yeah. 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 Like, I just, you know, sometimes when you watch a movie and you just look at it and you shake your head and you're like, oh my God, Mm -hmm. what the hell is this? I'm turning this off. I can't even finish it. Done. But then other times what I find is more frustrating is to watch a movie where you can see the good movie almost happening. Yeah. And, and I feel as though the frustrations I have with Sweatshop is that I see a good movie almost happening enough times, but just, fuck, man. There was moments, and not, not to that point, but there were moments, have you seen Snowtown Murders? It's a totally mm-hmm. different flavor. Yeah, there's portions of Snowtown Murders which I, where I was like, you know what, I would have really loved this film if these really slow, sleepy moments or the really homey acting would have been taken out, I'd have much, there's entire characters I'd love to see deleted from that film and it would tighten it up and I would really enjoy it. And it would be a film that I'd be definitely, it would probably be in not maybe my top 10, but close, Yeah. but it's not because of that. Yeah. And it's that same sort of feeling with this. Yeah. Yeah, like you, you'd even given it that sort of award for reasons it would almost make your top ten. Yeah, but it, it'll almost make my top ten because because I would like it enough. I'd like the atmosphere. I like the idea mm-hmm. of of like ravers and all people and oh, I'm just like, waiting for right the rave and, kills and, and and like and uh, you know and so like you have all these like pretty actors around, good looking dudes around. Like I'm like yeah yeah this is cool and I like. And I liked the idea of it, and I liked some of the music, and I love the kills, and the ending is really good. I like the idea of kind of making the final the final girl kind of a shit, like yeah. like like a shithead. Like you you when you reveal information about her, I'm like, oh, she's kind of a fucking shithead. And then at the end, she sure is. She sure is is pretty yeah. much just out for herself. And, yeah. and it was to the point where I was like, oh. Is she really doing this? It's over. Yeah. Like when they hit the credits. By the way, that end credit sequence, super sweet. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah it was totally awesome. Yeah. Uh, and there was portions of the, the beginning credits where you're like, this is really end credit kind of stuff. So I wish they could have swapped them. If they yeah. would have, that would have been pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, down yeah. The end credits were really cool. Yeah. But yeah, the end was cool in that almost unbelievable way. Yeah. And I... They could have got us on a lot of unbelievability and a lot of shock factor and not in just plain gore because it's not – it is very gory and there's some really, really great effects as far as the, the practical and physical gore. Um, and there's no shortage of blood. There's no shortage of just pulverized oh, corpses. Oh, it's great that way. Um, or even though it's not going over the top in, in shock factor and it's not trying to just grab you with shock factor, it almost sort of does where the ending isn't gory and the ending isn't subversive and the ending doesn't have one blowjob to be found but it hits you like the biggest shock really in the whole film and honestly pretty believable yep highly believable pretty believable Mm -hmm. given the fact that 
you know, these people didn't really even seem to like each other, and she doesn't know these people. Not so. really, no. And shit really just hit the fan. It's almost like, and it's not quite, I don't think it's the first, I'd have to rewatch it to see, is this the first time that somebody actually stumbles upon what's really going down and starts to run away screaming? Because I don't think anyone, A, gets that chance, or B, looks around very closely. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know, one guy almost falls dick first into a dead chick intentionally yeah he's not really paying attention to what's going on around him no yeah hey, you you pointed that out that how fucked up and drunk everybody got super fast super fast. as soon as like, they could before your rave even started you're all just like stumbling around like zombies yeah and there's one or two that are like end of the night drunk they are they're done and it's not even midnight yeah in in a story like this it's ineffective to spend any time giving exposition about characters when none of that exposition has any payoff whatsoever. It is not relevant that two women are the prostitutes and one is, is a, a, a pimp. It is not relevant that someone slept with somebody else. None of it is fucking relevant because by the time a lot of information gets revealed, the characters in question are dead. And all that exposition, therefore, is fucking wasted. And you got ghouls and a hammer man walking around. And I'm like, I don't know who either of these things are. <laughs> what is fucking happening? And that, honestly, that's my biggest fucking problem with this movie. It's just mind-bogglingly incoherent. Yeah, it really, really is. And if it would have been a, a little more interesting stories behind them aside from someone doesn't like cum one of them's a lesbian and one of them has a maid and a wife that's yeah. really like the surface level stuff yeah that we barely care about and don't care to know about these people and doesn't really have any bearing it doesn't change what we think of them at all it doesn't change how the, why they're kind of shitty to each other <laughs> at the at the most that's what it does yeah yeah, they're kind of shitty to each other, and and I, I was like, oh, they're kind of shitty towards each other because of that. I was like, why not? Why can't they just be assholes? And not even like a tight knit group. There's some tight knit groups of friends that that say and do really shitty things, but as soon as you get a little bit of explanation, you're like, oh, I get it, you know. And it's either funny or you really hate them or there's some sort of like feeling built up yeah. around these. But like honestly, reactions. I would have been satisfied if they were if they said this is a loosely acquainted group of people that probably know each other because they're involved in the same scene yeah like they 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 like raves they like all the alternative lifestyle um this is why they kind of know each other if you say in a city if certain people are of a certain subculture they probably know each other casually yeah, and there might be some drama between some people, um, yeah. but it's gonna be something at least fucking remotely interesting. Yeah, but like, but you don't need to dedicate fucking time for that. You know, I would have liked the the guy that played the DJ. If like, what if like, couldn't he be delivering exposition about why people are coming back from the dead as monsters in this <laughs> warehouse? Yeah, he seemed to be doing math. Yeah, yeah, he was trying to figure stuff out about some, the goth drama. So fucking facts and figures together. Yeah. But no, no, no one seemed to notice or care where these revenants were coming from, these yeah. chud or whatever they were. I weren't because we don't know what they were either. There's a lot of films. I don't flat out boycott films, yeah. but I don't go out of my way to watch something that I do not give a fuck about. Titanic is a great example. The yeah. Notebook is yet another. Yeah. Titanic I still haven't seen, but my friend Jeff who is a, a great film connoisseur. He has a great opinion. I pretty much trust his opinion 99% of the time. Uh, there's a few films that we do not see eye to eye on, but that's just normal. Mm -hmm. But he recommended Titanic. And I wanted to stab him in the throat. But I was like, why? And he said, well, don't like watch Titanic. What you should do is fast forward to Top Dead Center and watch the end of Titanic because it's awesome forget the beginning like don't just don't watch it just don't like totally like seriously and he was like honestly seriously fast forward through the beginning of titanic and the end will be awesome and i believe him i still haven't taken the time to do that and someday maybe i will watch the last half of titanic yeah. because he 
it was great. You know, he built it up like it was like the first episode of Lost. It was awesome. It was an amazing film. And and just great uh, destruction film, right? So I'd like to fast forward through the first half so sweatshop of Sweatshop. Is the, is the Titanic of horror films. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't even know because I've never watched Titanic. I've only watched Sweatshop. That's true. So maybe um, Titanic is the sweatshop of romantic dramas. That's more like it. <laughs> and on that note, I'm Les Knight. I'm Typical Lydia. And you've been listening to Dead Air.